Hello everyone, this is Rico, and this is another episode, edition of Treks and Sci-Fi. Yes, the weekly dose of geeky goodness. It is August the 9th, 2020, show 783. Doing this a little later uh, on my uh, typical Sunday mo- day morning. It's almost actually lunchtime. I'm actually going to record a bit, go get a little lunch, then come back and record a bit more. I usually do it earlier, but I was out doing some work out in the yard today, this morning. Bit of a warm day here in Michigan. Going to be about 90-ish, and I wanted to get out and do some stuff before it got too hot. So, anyway, but hey, do you care about all that? I hope you do. <laughs> I don't know if you do. Who knows? Who knows what anybody thinks these days? It's crazy, right? All right, so, uh, but enough about all that. So, what I'm going to do this week, going to be kind of a comedy-type show I wanted to talk and give my thoughts on the first episode of Star Trek Lower Decks, which premiered on CBS All Access. It's the new animated since the, you know, we've had, uh, what did I do? I did the math. I think the animated series premiered in 1973, I think, or four, three or four. And uh, so what is that? Uh, 27 plus another 20, almost not quite 50 years, 46, seven years. How, how, why, how and why is it taking this long to get another animated Trek series? I don't know. Uh, Star Wars has done a lot of animated stuff. And, uh, but anyway, uh, so we're going to talk a lot about Lower Decks. Uh, and I'm going to slide in some other Star Trek comedy things. I, I know I've done this a little bit before on the podcast, but I enjoy things like bloopers. I enjoy some of the times when Trek shows up in, in other shows out there in the world, like Family Guy or or Robot Chicken and stuff like that. Uh, so, um, and I'm probably going to slip in also a little bit of Star Wars comedy as well. Try to have a fun episode, play some clips, play some stuff, and talk a little bit about um, comedy and sci-fi, which which is a, it's a big thing, but mainly stick to Trek and a little bit of Star Wars. So uh, that's going to be the main show. Uh, we will talk about, of course, other things. I usually open the show with what I've been watching, what I've been doing. I'll probably talk for about 10 minutes about that maybe or so, and then we'll get into talking about Lower Decks and uh, and a bunch more. So uh, stand by. Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, I am back. Hey, uh, also, uh, before I really get started, I want to uh, make mention of uh, thanking uh, Sean for his guest podcast. Uh, Sean does the Roasted Robot podcast, talks about all kinds of geeky stuff. He talked about uh, a few things last week, that Replica app, um, the Replicas movie with Keanu Reeves, which I which I have seen, and uh, it was okay. Uh, you know, not not the greatest movie, but but um, but not terrible. And I don't know. That's not a. I don't want to talk too much about it. Sean already talked about it. So um, any and other things. The I haven't tried that replica app yet. Uh, but anyway, check out uh, Sean's regular show of uh, the Roasted Robot can be found uh, on all kinds of uh, you know podcast sharing things like Podbean and so forth. So thanks for that, Sean. I uh, and uh, all right. So what are we going to talk about at the beginning? Like I always do. Let's talk about what I've been watching. Uh, not a lot. I mean, it's mostly stuff that I've told you about. I'm working my way through uh, some series. I'm really enjoying season two of the Umbrella Academy. Can't recommend that show enough. It it just it just is the kind of the kind of show that combines things that that I love. Uh, there's a lot of music in it. Seems like there's even more music in this season than there was in the first season a lot of great music uh and and it's sort of a superhero uh, sort of a dysfunctional superhero team uh kind of like the x-men in a way uh the um the second season is pretty crazy i'm only about i think i'm on episode five or six i've been watching about oh i don't know two two or three episodes a week i mean it only started basically a week ago 
which to for me to be about midway through the season in a week is is pretty um pretty good and it, a lot of it has to do with there's not as much on network television right now the two shows that I think I've been mentioning that I'm watching on regular TV Marvel's Agents of the Shield which is going to have its se- uh, series I almost said season but it's going to have its season and series finale this week with a two-hour final episode. I've really been enjoying this last season a lot. The only thing that I always think about shows, though, is that uh, they there's only been a few exceptions of, of them ending shows very well, but I always feel like with sci-fi, especially action-ish kind of sci-fi a bit, which is like you know Marvel Agents, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Anyway, they I feel like the they pace things a little bit off. Like, in other words, they got a lot to wrap up in the last two-hour episode, which is probably essentially like a 90 minutes of, of, of content, right? Um, I mean, they've been having this big thing going on this season, which they've got to deal with, and then they kind of wrap up the show in general. There were a few hints of things last week, but uh, I, I, I just I, I wish they would do kind of a almost end all the main drama and then kind of have a final episode, you know, send off in a way it's, it's a, it's tricky. And, uh, but anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to watching the finale of that. I might even watch it actually as it airs. I usually watch that show. Most of those things the next day. Uh, the other show that I'm watching is got, also got, I think it's season finale, just it's season finale. Cause this is its first season is the uh, CW or DC universe. Uh, Star Girl show, which I've talked a little bit about before. That's that's a really good show. It, it's it's quite a bit different than the other CW shows. Uh, I I think they've they've done um, a great job kind of establishing the show this year. I I don't know where it's really headed because it, it it's almost like they've compressed what I would think some some shows spend two or three years doing into this first season. I mean, I'm assuming the show is going to come back. I'm really curious to wonder when and how they'll connect her, Stargirl, and the other characters on the show with the rest of the CW shows like like Flash and and, and others. You know, we don't have Green Arrow or Arrow anymore, but uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, you know, th- those shows, it's going to be interesting to see what they do and how they connect stuff. But um, And Supergirl and Black Lightning and, and everything. So, um yeah, like I, it would be really cool for Supergirl and and Stargirl to meet. I think that would be a nice nice thing, you know. Uh, and and now that supposedly, and if this is all in the same universe, there's really only one, you know, Earth uh, with what happened with the um, uh, crisis last year. So, okay, so that is the those are the shows I'm watching that way. I already talked about Umbrella Academy. You guys gotta watch that. Watch for obviously first season if you haven't seen it yet, and then watch season two. Um, that's on Netflix, by the way. Uh, the other one, Carnival Row, on uh, that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, really been enjoying that quite a bit. I'm hoping we're going to get a second season. I, I didn't look up yet or try to find out if there is a second season that's been ordered. Um, but I think I've only got the finale of that show to, to finish. It's I think it's only eight episodes. Really liking it. Uh, I'm probably going to watch the finale of that tonight. The uh, and then the other one that I've been watching, I'm watching some stuff on the Peacock Network, the new NBC Peacock or whatever streaming service. Um, now it turns out that if you have Xfinity Comcast, you can get Peacock for free. You have to go into your accounts, you know, your Xfinity account and kind of link things, um, or add it or whatever you do, but there's a way to do it. Uh, so that's nice because the I think it only allowed the first episode or two of Brave New World or any other series on Peacock to uh, to be able to view that for free uh, unless you have you pay for Peacock or you have a Xfinity thing to connect them or whatever. So they're doing that a lot with stuff. I think even HBO Max now, even though I have that linked with my Hulu account, um, I think even HBO Max, if you guys are Comcast or Xfinity users, I think you can connect the accounts and get HBO Max um, with your Xfinity account for free. I got to look into that a little bit more. Uh, I should probably do that truthfully uh, and and then drop the uh, extra payment I'm doing to Hulu for that. But um, but anyway, um, so so let's see. What was I saying before? Oh, so on a, you know, HBO Max, 
been watching Perry Mason, um, Doom Patrol, of course. Doom Patrol, I think I've only got two episodes left. I've been staying pretty up on Doom Patrol. Really, this season's been good, season two. That's on HBO Max. Um, and yeah, so there's some pretty pretty good stuff airing. Uh, we've got some new things coming in August, uh, especially one I'm looking forward to. It starts, I think, in about a week, Lovecraft Country. That's also an HBO Max uh, show. HBO Max seems like it's going to be getting some pretty good content. There's a new uh, show that I, I posted up on the Treks and Sci-Fi Facebook group today that's coming with some Ridley Scott involvement in this, um, which it looks like a, a kind of a somewhat futuristic show, but it's called Raised by Wolves, which is, to me is a weird um, a weird title. Uh, it, it's basically involving some uh, android-type characters, raising human children uh there's some aliens involved um anyway this starts it looks like uh and ridley scott like i said is is connected i guess he's executive producing i don't know if he's directing any of it but um of course ridley scott you know blade runner alien you know i mean the guy the guy's had a a a great you know great resume of, of stuff he's done so anyway the this one look up the trailer you can find it on uh online youtube and all that but um it is starting on September 3rd on HBO Max. So we're going to get in early September. We're going to have a couple of good things to watch. Uh, that show looks good. Uh, we'll have Lovecraft Country mid-August starting. And then also, of course, Season 2 of The Boys on Amazon Prime starts in early September. I still don't know if if shows are coming back. like or, or It's been really quiet. I try to Google things and look things up for you guys to give you, give you uh, updates. But these all these productions have shut down you know and usually their seasons would be filming by now so they could be starting to air episodes in you know september into october the cw shows you know a lot of those cw shows the superhero shows that i like they're all filmed up uh, in canada and uh so I, I you know i know canada doesn't have as many cases of the virus up there and they're doing pretty good compared to of course the u.s which apparently we can't wear masks here but, um, excuse me, took a drink there for a second. Um, so we'll see when these shows start to, to both, you know, film and and then get things back on the air. The other thing, uh, I don't know if I, I think it was announced before last week or maybe not. Uh, actually, I didn't really do a podcast last week, right? So I'll, I'll just say it here now if I haven't said before. Uh, one of the big things that, that came, I think it was just after the virtual at home Comic Con, was the um, premiere of um, Star Trek Discovery season three. Yeah, so we're getting like basically twenty three weeks of Star Trek. We're getting the Star Trek Lower Decks, which is I think ten episodes, right? And then I think it's thirteen episodes of Star Trek season three of Discovery, and that's going to be premiering. Uh, it's mid October. Uh, don't quote me on the day. It's something like the 15th of October, I think. It'll be, uh, I think, Thursday. Uh, unlike what they were doing early on in Discovery, and they're not doing this. They didn't do it with Picard. They didn't, they're didn't. they not doing it with Lower Deck. So I think Season 3 of Discovery, they'll do the same thing. What they do, at least for CBS All Access, um, Discovery was putting it out when it was first airing, like the first season. I think it was just the first season they did that, where... The shows would premiere at like 8.30 Eastern time, whatever time that is, uh, you know, the rest of the country, Central, Pacific and all that. But now what they do is they just show up at, um, I think it's probably like 3 a.m. Eastern. I mean, I'm not up then, <laughs> but basically when you get up, typically when you when you get up on Thursdays, you can get a new you'll get a new Trek episode, Lower Decks for 10 weeks now. And then Star Trek Discovery. So you don't have to, you know, if, if, if you feel like watching it like during, during lunch or, or in the evening still, I still kind of wait and watch them in the evenings. Uh, but at least they're not all, I, it, it's certainly much better for a streaming service, I think, to do that. Uh, it, it, it spreads out the bandwidth. Not everybody, Discovery, there were some glitches in the early days when everyone would be logging in, you know, and, and watching a show the minute it would premiere at 8.30 in the Eastern Eastern time in my time zone, but so that alleviates some of that. And I, I think that's fine. I, I do still, uh, I do still like the model of, of releasing things weekly. I can keep up with shows. I, I don't, 
I don't run into spoilers as easily that way. I can watch the show pretty much the day it comes out. Unlike with um, series that drop on Netflix, and, and I don't think Netflix is ever going to change their model where they bring out a new season of a show and then and then they plunk it down. Here's your all your episodes. Um, I don't think it's quite as bad really for that because there's so much content on Netflix. I've been kind of slightly spoiled a couple of times. Like there have been a couple of shows that I have I haven't watched when they've come out, not even like close to when they came out. It was like a year later or something. So so that's a little trickier. I'm trying to think of that last show that I watched on Netflix that it took me forever to get to and watch. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, even season one of the Umbrella Academy, I didn't watch until months later. And I, I'd heard a little bit of things. I mean, I heard really, really good comments about it. But it was probably, I don't know, six months or more before I finally started to watch that one. Uh, which now, in hindsight, I, if I'd known I would like it as much as I did, I, I would have watched it from the beginning. But... Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So that's what's been going on. That's what I've been watching uh, I, on a home front thing, I, doing a little work around the house. We we got a new hot water heater about a week ago, which which was fantastic and is great because our other one was starting to get a little old and, and acting up, you know, it would kind of make a lot of noises. And, I, I, you know, I've got obviously a lot of collectibles and most of my basements finished off. So the last thing I wanted to deal, deal with was um, a water heater, you know, break. But on, a, on the collectible side of it, I, when I built the did the basement, I, I made this wall and where the hot water heater and the furnace is kind of at. I, I have access there where I have some little doors that can come off and uh, you know and a wall of paneling that's just sort of screwed in and can be removed pretty easy. But because I have so much stuff down here, I had to move a lot of stuff out of the way. But it, it gave me a chance to really do a thorough dusting of all of uh, this these couple of cabinets of, of uh, collectibles. The worst one is. <laughs> I have uh, that character Darkness, um, you know, from the movie Legend with Tom Cruise, played by uh, Tim Curry, right, with the big horns and red, the devil, basically. Um, I have a great piece from Sideshow that I got several years ago of him. He's got this uh, cloth-like cape, though, and uh, that was a little tricky to deal with and to dust off. I mean, it's not too bad. It's in a glass case, but even inside these glass cases that I've got from Ikea, um, they're not, like, hermetically sealed, you know, air and, and dust can still get in it certainly saves a lot of dust or stops a lot of dust but um anyway give me a chance to move that stuff out of the way dust everything off really good and put it back but i spent some time doing that yesterday and uh, so um yeah all right we're more than probably wanted to record on this let me i'm going to take a short break i'm going to go get a little food and then i'll be back and we will talk all about star trek lower decks episode one second contact uh, which sounds like to me, when I hear it, it, it sounds like second breakfast from, um, you know, what the hobbits were would say in uh, Lord of the Rings movies, right? Second breakfast. But yeah, second contact is the, is the name of the first episode of season one of Lower Decks, which they've already been renewed for a season two, which is great. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be back. I, I think what I'll do during this uh, short break is... Uh, well, I'm going to eat, but when I come back, I will play the opening credit uh, stuff to... Um, two lower decks and then we'll talk about it and I'll play a few clips and things. So uh, stand by. I will be back in a few. This is, uh, or that was, the opening theme uh, credit sequence uh, music from uh, Star Trek colon Lower Decks, which just premiered 
on August 6th, 2020, and the first season will run for 10 episodes. So let me break down a little bit about the show um, for those that either maybe haven't seen it. And I'm not going to really spoil, you know, the first episode, although I feel like with this show, there won't be... It won't be that big of a deal. Uh, I don't think people are as concerned about spoilers for this. I mean, it's basically a Star Trek comedy show uh, with, with, you know, I I mean, they don't veer off from Trek too far. In other words, they're not, um, you know, doing, I don't know, they don't have lightsabers. I don't know what to say. It's not, it hasn't, it's still with, you know, plunked firmly within the Star Trek universe, Star Trek, you know, that we've known from things like TNG and Voyager and so forth. Uh, by the way, the uh, the opening credit sequence is certainly a, a bit of a play on the the opening credit sequence to Voyager. Uh, what's funny about it is is the ship as it's flying through different parts of space and things. It, it, it's <laughs> bad things happen to it. Asteroids are hitting it. It, it comes up, uh, you know, looking at some Borg, uh, you know, a battle with Borg and Starfleet, and it just sort of takes off, gets fired upon, and takes off. Um, you know, there, there's a, like a little space squid kind of attached to the ship on the, in the credits at one point. It's pretty humorous uh, uh, stuff. And, and it's a nice little musical theme, too. Vartok, by the way, sent in a uh, uh, some music uh, from Lower Decks that he's going to discuss. Uh, I will put that later in today's podcast. Uh, but um, so um, the idea with this show and, I, you know, I think they've talked about doing a Lower Decks type show. If you, you guys all probably remember that there was a uh, TNG episode that, that focused on some uh, people outside the bridge crew uh, uh, on TNG, you know, uh, that uh, was called Lower Decks. The idea, again, is you got this, you know, star, any starship, you know, you've got all the command crew and the big shots in a way. And, the, the sh- you know, the characters that throughout Star Trek's history, that's the characters they focus on, right? The captains, the commanders, the chief medical officer, the chief engineer, the science officer, the security officer, or even the helmsman and all that. You know, it's it's they communications. They, they focus on the bridge crew, things and so forth. So this was um, this has been the idea to the attempt to to show, well, there's a whole bunch of other people on the ship doing something. And, and they decided to make it a comedy. Now, I think for some people, there would maybe not would prefer it to be a straight up Star Trek show and not a comedy, but I kind of like having a comedy right now and another, another, you know, in a version of Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, um, have been a, have been very serious shows, really. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, when that comes out, that's going to be probably, you know, there's always been a little comedy in Trek. Um, but this is outright or, or flat out pretty much total, total comedy with, with a plot and a theme. So, let me talk about this. Okay, so uh, it's an adult animated web television series. Although I, I did notice the, the, you know, people talked a lot about, you know, the F-bomb drops in like Picard and, 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 and uh, you know, some of the stronger curse word language that Discovery and Picard have used. But when I watched this on CBS All Access the other day, and maybe because they're thinking that kids will watch this more kid-oriented, but they, there were some curse words, but they beeped them. They bleeped them. I don't know if we'll ever get a DVD or Blu-ray or whatever release with unbleeped words like they've done with the Rick and Morty show, for example, where um, some airings of them on like uh, on television, on Comedy Central, I think the, you know, they bleep, but then you can get later on on other networks and on, on DVD Blu-ray, they, they take the bleeps out. Who knows? There wasn't really a lot of that, truthfully, but um, all right, let me give you a little background here. So uh, it's created by a guy named Mike McMahon uh, for CBS All Access, and it's part of the expansion of the franchise headed by Alex Kurtzman, essentially. It's the first animated series created for All Access, first Star Trek animated series since the 73-74 animated series. And basically, Lower Decks follows the support crew of the USS Cerritos, C-E-R-R-I-T-O-S, not Cerritos, Cerritos, in the year 2380. Um, and McMahon served as the showrunner of the series. All right, so let me go over some of the casting here a bit. Um, the uh, the characters and the casting. So um, the main the main guy is Brad Boimler, 
Boimler? Is that how, I think that's how you say it. They, they kind of joke with his name a little bit. He talks to the captain in the first episode. Anyway, Jack Quaid is doing the voice for Brad Boimler. Uh, he's really good, I think. I, I think he's great at comedy. He's great here. He's also Huey in um, The Boys. So there you'll know know who that is. Um, the other really main character, it looks like, in the show is uh, Beckett Mariner, uh, played by Tawny Newsom. Uh, she's really energetic, uh, really, really fun. Um, the uh, Boimler, here's a little breakdown of what they talk about these characters. Boimler is a stickler for the rules and will need to learn how to improvise if he's become captain one day. Quaid described the character saying he, he would nail the written portion of the driving test with flying colors, but once he got behind a, the wheel of a car, it would be a complete disaster. So he's, but I think over the course of the season, probably he's going to go from, you know, maybe not quite as by the book rule guy and get some practical experience. Like ha- the, that certainly happens to him in the first episode. Um, the uh, Tawny Newsome playing Beckett Mariner, she she's actually really, really good and knows Starfleet really well, well but she just doesn't really care. Um, and, uh, she just uh, Newsom says that says about her character. She just wants to ride her skateboard and eat a piece of pizza in peace, <laughs> man. So um, she's she's definitely pushes the envelope in the rules. And there's a little bit of um, we learn a little bit about her background uh, in the first episode. I won't say too much more about that. Um, Noel Wells is Devana Tendi. She's uh, another uh, main character. She is an ensign in the medical area of the, of the Cerritos. She, she's huge on Starfleet. She's thrilled to be working. She's like the kind of um, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed new person. Um, she's, she's basically like so happy and thrilled to be there and, and probably is going to get a dose of, um, you know, what the things are really about. Um, there's Sam Rutherford. He's he's a uh, part um, android or Borg or whatever you want. Not really Borg, but cyborg. Um, he has this little eye implant. They don't go into a lot of detail on on how or why he got that. He's supposed to be a little bit kind of like I think Ala the Jordy LaForge character. And uh, Eugene Cordero plays him. Um, he's good at engineering things like that. Um, Don Lewis is is Carol Freeman. Uh, she is the captain of the Cerritos. She's um, she's very capable Starfleet captain, it says in this bio here. Um, although this starship, the Cerritos, is not like a really top-of-the-line main ship or whatever. Um, uh, Jerry O'Connell, who's, who's pretty well-known to the sci-fi folks, uh, he plays Jack Ransom. He's the first officer of the Cerritos. Um, he's kind of a Riker guy, you know, essentially. Um, there's a Bajoran lieutenant on the Cerritos, um, uh, Shaxis, I think that's how you say his name, or Shax, uh, voiced by Fred Tatiscore, I, uh, and then Tana, who is the, the Cation doctor, um, medical, uh, head chief medical officer, uh, voiced by Jillian Vegman. Um, she's basically described as a really good doctor, but she's an unpleasant cat. Uh, and it's cool to get another Cation, which was, um, a species that was introduced in the first Star Trek animated series. So uh, with uh, communications officer Mores, who who was on the bridge sometimes when Uhura wasn't. So uh, there's also another reoccurring character, um, uh, the chief engineer, Andy Billups. He is uh, voiced by Paul Shear. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much a breakdown uh, of the show. You know, it, it's, it's set firmly in the you know TNG timeline. Um, the, uh, we've got a little bit of info on their, their first few episodes. Again, there's going to be 10 episodes total. Um, the, uh, there's, you know, they've rumored and said that they, they might have some other characters show up from other series, possibly, you know, have some guests pop up. Um, not sure if that's going to happen in, um, in this, uh, you know, first season, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, so there's there's a little bit of info on the first four episodes, at least. Second Contact is the premiere episode. I think it's a pretty good premiere episode. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about it when I get in. I'll play some clips from it. Um, next week's episode is called Envoys. Uh, then there's one called Temporal Edict. 
which sounds probably like a time thing, maybe uh, time travel, maybe a little bit. And then number four, uh, this episode title, Moist Vessel. <laughs> um, a Star Trek author, David Mack, is, is a consultant of the series or on the series. Um, but um, but he basically, you know, th- this is essentially set, you know, like I said, TNG era kind of after in the time frame after uh, Star Trek Nemesis. So, you know, he kind of wants to be able to play in there. We didn't get this set like in Discovery time frame or, or uh, way off in the future or anything like that. So it's probably the, uh, to me, it's a good way to do that. Uh, I, I, there's little differences in the, in the ship. Um, it's kind of a Reliant type looking ship, you know, with the engines down low, the Cerritos is with a mainly just a primary hull. Um, and uh, I, I do like the animation style. Um, it's, um, it's an independent animation studio called Titmouse, uh, for the series. And it's just there, you know, the animation style they're saying kind of has a similar style to Rick and Morty. I don't think it's quite as frantic and, and Rick and Morty. I, I, th- I think there's better design in a way that in this series, I mean, I, I love Rick and Morty, but I don't know how to describe what I'm talking about. The, well, being on a starship and being in Star Trek, uh, you know, using Star Trek elements, it gives it, I think, a lot of, there's a lot of uh, easy reference things out there that they can use. Rick and Morty is much more fantastical and fantasy kind of based. Uh, but um, but anyway, yeah, so they've got two seasons um, that they're going to do of this show. Uh, one, of the, one of the good things, and it's kind of cool about an, an animated show, you know, with this current, you know, COVID and, and virus situation is, I don't think these kinds of shows are are quite as affected by you know you don't have to get actors together and, and film right the um, the they certainly have to get people to to voice their characters but heck you could do that in, in their homes if they you know possibly could or or you could probably bring people into a, a you know a sound studio and a booth you know to, to record separately and like they typically do for for voiceover work anyway so I I do think these kinds of shows will probably weather the current virus situation a lot better than others. So, uh, let me see, I guess I could give you my overall impressions of, of the first episode a bit. It, 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 I, I'll, I'll, I enjoyed it. Um, pretty much. Um, it, it, it didn't completely win me over. It didn't completely thrill me. Um, it moves super fast um, e- even the voicing of the characters is super fast. I mentioned this to uh, Chris, who was chatting about it t- the other day, and uh, he just said, "Well, that's the style of the show." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine, but it- it's it's really moves quickly and it's really fast." I even some people commenting about you know hard to uh, really hear everything they're saying. It's it's almost uh, I'd almost like to drop it down to about 0.8 speed or something. Uh, but their voices would all sound weird then. But but it's um, I don't know if that's going to be the case for every episode. Maybe it was a little bit more. So this certainly there's there's a lot that happens in this first episode, and the last probably third or half of it is is really frantic. Um, the humor the humor was pretty good. I thought the voicing was great. The look is great. The music is great. Um, I think the cast is 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 super good here. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing seeing the rest. The um, there's a few things that happened in the first episode. I, I, I'm trying again. I'm do, I'm dodging because I don't think a lot of people may may have seen this yet. It's only on CBS All Access, but um, there there's a let's just say there's an outbreak of something on the ship that I wasn't for the first episode. I wasn't a, a, a super um, I wasn't super thrilled uh, about about that situation, you know, because it it was very very common I'll, I'll just say it was something that's been in a lot of television and movies over the last several years and i was like really we're gonna do that in the first episode but again i i um i enjoyed it uh i i i'm hoping uh, certain things get changed a little bit maybe um i, I don't know I'm, i feel like i'm dodging too much here but uh, but there's a lot of good moments there's a lot a lot uh, oh my gosh there's a ton of starfleet and, and Star Trek, not just Starfleet, uh, I mean Star Trek, really. Uh, Star Trek references to characters, to um, technology, to, to just uh, things that have happened. 
I mean, they name drop a lot of things in this first episode. Tons of tons of little inside Trek stuff. Um, that's fun. It's always fun to see that. So uh, here, let me just take. Uh, I I, um, I think I'm going to play a little bit of uh, when the new character, the new um, medical person, Entendi, um, uh, shows up. There's a there's a fun little scene where she meets uh, Boimler and and Mariner. Um, and uh, I'll play that for you, and then I might play another clip or two, and then we'll move on to some other stuff. But here is a little clip from uh, early in the first episode of Lower Decks. Here we go. Ensign Devon Attendi, reporting for duty. I'm a transfer from Outpost 79. Deck 4, follow the yellow line, take the turbo lift all the way down. Thank you so much! Uh, can I just say that I'm really honored to be- Keep it moving, Lower Decks. Next! Banana hot. Banana hot. Ah, frickin' burn me! Uh, is there an Ensign Boimler here? Banana hot. Ah, 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 hi, here, that's me. Ahoy. Ensign Tendi, reporting for duty. You're my orientation liaison. Yes, welcome. Brad Boimler, Ensign, Command Division. <gasps> ah! Oh my gosh, I've never worked with commanders before. I'm in sciences. I love science. I, it's so sciencey. I mean, that blue goes green with your, cra- I mean, great with your, Yo, oh yo, what up? Beckett Mariner, also an Ensign, Command Division, but not quite as impressed with myself as this little rascal over here. You know, we're not actual commanders, by the way. We're more like commanders in training. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to serve side by side. Scientists and commanders. An elite team. Yeah, no, we're not really elite. We're more like the cool, scrappy underdogs of the ship. You know, we don't wash our hands. We're doing kickflips all the time. But with focus and dedication, you could be chief medical officer someday. Oh, senior officers are overrated. They're always like stressed out and just yelling about directives. It is better down here where the real action is. You really don't care about moving up in rank? Been there. Definitely over it. Whenever you think for yourself, they knock you back down. You know, for someone who claims to hate rank, you certainly bring it up a lot. Yes, I'm very complicated. Thank you. Ooh, you want the tour? Uh, of the the ship? Uh, yes! You don't like giving the tour. True, but I do uh, have a big box of shore leave contraband I need help with. The senior officers are all up here. Then you've got engineering, science stations, all sorts of ops around here. Ops, 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 storage, ops. Actually, there's like a ton of ops. It's like, guys, I think we have ops covered. And we're here? Well, no, we're actually way down here. What this map doesn't show you is that everything from like this deck up, super lame, not important to us. You like the bar? All right, fine, everything except the bar. And the bridge. The bridge is not cool. Yes, it is. Oh, hey, that's Rutherford. Rutherford, what's up? Yo, 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 slow down. Is your thingy acting up? Rutherford's an engineer. Oh, and as of a couple weeks ago, cybernetically enhanced. Ooh, I've never met a recent cyborg. Hey, nice to meet you. Welcome to the crew. Wait, don't you have a date with Ensign Barnes tonight? Sure do. She's crazy hot. Are you nervous? Trying to be, but this thing keeps tamping it down. Yikes! Okay, you got it! Uh Uh-oh, I'm nervous! What if I say something stupid? What if she doesn't like the way that I look? Oh, I can only look one way! I can't change it by tonight! Better? Yeah, thanks! What if she hates my joke? All right, so that gives you a, a little bit of a taste of uh, the, this first episode. Uh, you meet some of the characters, and I think watching it, maybe I have to sit down and watch it again. It doesn't seem like it moves quite as fast as I originally thought. Well, actually, some of it does later on, but uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun little show. It looks great. Really, really happy with the look of it, the animation style. They nailed uh, they nailed that very well. I kind of like the uniforms too. The the interesting thing to me about their Excuse me. The um, the uniforms is they almost look a little. If you if you guys have watched Picard, there's there's a part of Picard uh, where they show um, show Picard back uh, in the past uh, with a slightly different uh, uniform on uh, that uh, that kind of reflects a little bit the way these look here. Not quite, but a similar thing. There, there's a little bit of a blending there. I feel like between. Those uniforms they did for a, a little bit of a sequence in Picard and and these. So again, this is supposed to be set just um, uh, TNG past Nemesis time frame, you know. So you could still potentially see some of the TNG characters show up here uh, as as guests or or whatever. I think it'd be kind of fun if the Enterprise kind of flew by one time or something like that happened. But who knows? So I I never I always think it's wise. They've always done this pretty well. I think throughout Trek. Is they don't they don't really overuse or or connect shows too much. Like it's not like every week you have like characters showing up. Like Deep Space Nine when it came around, you, you didn't show like you know 
you didn't have Enterprise TNG characters popping up on, T- on on Deep Space Nine a lot. It, it happened pretty rarely. You know, Worf was the main thing, and they moved him over there permanently. But um, but that you know they they've kept that pretty sparse, and I think that's that's a wise move. So uh, yeah, I, I like the start of this. I'm 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 super excited to finally have another animated Trek series on the air. Uh, after all this time, I'm glad they're going to get two seasons at least. Um, and they got that kind of early renewal, so that's fun and cool. Um, and um, let me—I'm uh, going to skip ahead a bit. I'm just going to kind of find a, a part to give you a, another little bit, bit more feel for this if you haven't seen it yet. And uh, and I would urge people—you know—we're going to get—we're um, getting like almost uh, almost a half a year of Trek now, starting weekly. So uh, you know. Sign up for CBS All Access again if you'd like, or you can do what a lot of people do, and you can wait till these shows finish. Um, I have a feeling what probably a lot of people will be doing. I, I just do an annual pass. It's cheap, cheaper, much cheaper that way for CBS All Access, and I've been enjoying, like I've said, Twilight Zone, and uh, you know Picard didn't end that much long ago, and um, it, it, it's easier. And I'm kind of happy that I'm doing it that way. The um, what was going to say something else. Uh, so uh, I, th- I think what a, probably a lot of people will do is sign up again maybe when Discovery comes around. And then, you know, you can catch up on Lower Decks. They're only like, this episode I think is only like 22 or 3 minutes, something like that. So you can watch all Lower Decks in a day or two, uh, the 10 episodes that we'll get um, it, it, before you watch um, Discovery Season 3, you know. So maybe a bunch of people will sign up at that point in time. But hey, whatever you guys decide to do, that's up to you, obviously. And uh, But here is a little bit more Lower Decks, and then I'll, I'll come back and uh, move on to a couple other things. Mariner. <sighs> Boimler. <clears throat> I wanted to thank you. It felt good helping those people. I mean, you might be... Mm, better than you in every single way? Unorthodox, but I can't believe I'm saying it. Starfleet is better with you in it. Wait, so you didn't tattle on me? I did not. Boimler, what? No way, man! I had you pegged wrong! Yeah, I thought you were like a boring worker drone! And you are! But inside that drone is an ambitious little weasel, and inside that weasel might be a tiny human being. That's, uh, sort of unfair. This is a moment, man. Ooh, this is a mood, okay? And I do not care how long it takes, we're going to get your butt in a captain's chair. This isn't a big deal. Guess what? I'm your new mentor. Boom! Surprise, bitch! It's done! How does it feel? No, you can't just decide. Whoa, she's your mentor! No, she's not. Congrats, man! That's cool! Spirit! Community! Lower decks! Lower decks! Lower decks! You're gonna be my chadich from now on, baby! I don't okay, want lessons Klingons, from they're you. all about fighting. They're always making oaths about everything. Everyone knows Did that. Did you know about Spock? Dude came back from being dead. Yeah, I think I've heard of Spock. He's a freaking Genesis device and fought Khan and some space whales. Let me just go back to not being friends. How about Sulu? Ooh, he rocked a sword. That was his thing. Oh, that could be your thing, too. We're due for a new sword what guy. What can I do to make this stop, please? Mm, do you know Kirk? Yes. My man Warp? Yes. Gary Mitchell? I'm sure I could look him up. You don't have to, because you have a mentor. No, don't do you me. know Deanna Troy? You're no, about to do Dragon She went from a jumpsuit. Yeah, like all those, uh, oh, all those name drops at the end. Spock came back from, dude came back from the dead. <laughs> Kirk, Gary Mitchell, you know, uh, it's fun. The um, that's uh, that that last clip there that I just played for you is near the end of the first episode. They also threw on it's about a minute or two long. You probably find this on YouTube. There was a bit of a, a sequence of you know upcoming this season on Lower Decks thing um, that uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so it's a it's a fun show. It's just I, I, I'm so excited finally now that we've got some Trek back on, even though Picard ended in. I keep forgetting April, I think, um, and it's, I guess it's been a while three three months. I think their original plan before COVID and everything would have probably been to have season three of Discovery um, on sooner than October, um, maybe running at the same time Lower Decks. Who knows? I would have thought it would have, you know, maybe Lower Decks got a little delayed too, but. Um, I, I would have thought by, you know, it's August now. I would have thought certainly season three of Discovery would have been out. We're just lucky that I think they got everything filmed pretty much before uh, the virus thing happened. And it's just been a post-production thing. So, yeah, we'll be getting some Discovery um, action right after Lower Decks finishes. So so there's a bit of a rundown. I, I, again, I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it. Could slow it down just a little bit. Oh, I just noticed I have this. <laughs> I have I've been watching this in freeze framing. Uh, it's funny when you freeze frame it. I didn't even notice this at first. Uh, I'm watching here, and uh, but 
on the bottom of their shoes, they have a little Delta Shield insignia. On the bottom of their boots, there's a there's a little clip here that I just when I was playing that clip, I stopped it at and and Mariner, she's got her boots up on a table here, and there's this little <laughs> there's this little Starfleet Delta Shield sig- insignia with a little star uh, on the bottom of her boots. Little touches like that are kind of cool. I like that, um, but. Uh, but yeah, check it out if you guys are still signed up for CBS All Access, and if you'd like, sign up again, and you'll get a you get a little twenty three four minute uh, Star Trek animated show every Thursday uh, up until uh, October when Discovery season three comes out. All right, let us uh, let us shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about more Star Trek comedy over the years. Um, a few things come to mind when I think about Star Trek and comedy stuff. Obviously, there's the Star Trek bloopers that are out there, even from the original series, which back way, way back when I was first going to Trek conventions, way, way back in the day, uh, gosh, I can even remember going down to one of my first conventions in Detroit and seeing those things for the first time uh, and just being so in awe and shock. Uh, there was a couple of things about it that were cool. Obviously, they were very funny moments. And you get to see sort of the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened in the original series when they were filming it. But the other thing about it, which was which was fun to a guy like me who was only watching Star Trek reruns to death, um, to you know, for the original series, would be it, it actually showed you little clips and things that were never shown on the show, on the you know the actual episode. So that was kind of a neat thing about it. You would get to see stuff like that that was left on more or less on the cutting room floor. You know what they did in those days was. When they were filming it, they would if the camera was still rolling, and you would you would hear on the bloopers, you would hear like save it, and they would save those little clips, and they assembled them. And the story always was went was that uh, at their annual um, uh, either wrap parties or Christmas parties or both, they would show bloopers to the cast and the crew uh, while they were at the party. But um, so that uh, I won't play that. I've I've talked about that in previous shows. But the other thing that um, the other couple of things that come to mind where the where Star Trek shows up a lot in comedy elements, uh, the show Family Guy, Saturday Night Live, Robot Chicken, uh, all those things, all those comedy type shows have used Star Trek um, throughout the years. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to find a um, uh, a clip uh, from I think we'll do Saturday Night Live and I'll find one of the Star Trek skits uh, from Saturday Night Live. There, there's a couple of really classic great ones. There's a great one with Shatner, you know, telling all the all the people at the con to get a uh, to get a life. Um, but I think I'm going to find the um, I'm going to find something a little different for you. There were some that Patrick Stewart did some, uh, and, and maybe maybe what I'll do is I'll play one of those. I don't think they're quite as well known. There was the other one, the other big one that I always remember is the one with um, Jim Belushi and, and Chevy Chase from way way back in Saturday Night Live where. They're playing the main characters. Um, Dan Aykroyd's in there playing McCoy, and they're they're basically it's NBC shutting Star Trek down, and and they're <laughs> it's like they're playing the characters and playing themselves. But let me see. I know there was a Picard one uh, where Patrick Stewart was. I, I think he was on like did kind of a Love Boat spinoff. Like he was Picard, but he was the captain of the Love Boat. And I think there might have been another one. But let me see if I can find a Saturday Night Live uh, Trek skit for you, and I'll play that for you um, right now. All right, I'm jumping back in here. For, for some reason, I know Patrick Stewart way back in the mid-90s was on SNL, and there was this Love Boat takeoff with him, but I cannot find it on YouTube. So sorry about that. Anyway, that's what I was trying to get to you guys. All right, in, we're switching gears then. Instead of Saturday Night Live, here is a bit from Family Guy. This involves Patrick Stewart. Essentially, the characters of Family Guy go to a Star Trek convention, uh, and there's the classic... Um, there's the classic scene here where the the cast is up there and taking audience questions and anybody who's been to a convention you know audience questions are always a bit of a mixed bag sometimes they get really ridiculous um some people ask some good questions and some people ask some weird questions but here is some of uh some humor uh family guys family guy style uh with patrick stewart at a star trek convention no the cast and i would be happy to answer a few questions Oh, yes, so many questions. Me, me, Mr. Stewart, 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 Mr. Yes, you there. Oh, yes, I have a question. Um, 
Oftentimes, my household sponges accumulate an awful amount of buildup. What can I do to prevent this? That's an excellent question. It's very important to thoroughly wring out your sponges after every usage. This will prevent the accumulation of grime and bacteria. A dry sponge is a happy sponge. That's not a Star Trek question. I have a question for Jonathan Frakes. I have this itch on the back of my leg, and I can't figure out if it's a bug bite or dry skin. Do you take hot showers? Yes. Dry skin. Thanks. These aren't Star Trek questions. What the hell? I have a question for Gates McFadden. I've got an artesian well on my property, and the water pressure is lousy. Any suggestions? I would check the point first before repriming it. But remember that the summer months take a particular toll on any region's aquifer, depending on the local climate. This is all shit! And that's the last question. Thank you for coming. You've been wonderful. You bastards. All I'm saying is that in the episode Relics, when Scotty rematerialized on the Janolan, he referenced Captain Kirk still being alive, which is ridiculous because he knew he watched him die on the Enterprise B in Star Trek Generations. There's a perfectly simple explanation. He was caught in a transporter pattern buffer for 75 years, and Riker mentioned a .003% signal degradation, which would account for Scotty's memory loss. Well, well, look what we have here, Jonathan. Yep, looks like we got ourselves a couple of nerds. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. I Family Guy, I've watched for years, so they do a lot of Star Trek, and they did, uh, I won't play any of it uh, today, but they did a, um, a, a whole series of Star Wars uh, comedy shows. Basically, essentially did the original Star Wars trilogy uh, per episode. So A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. So check those out. You can find those DVDs, Blu-rays, and all that. Um, all right, let's play uh, a, a little robot chicken Star Trek, uh, which is a little cruder sometimes, but it's pretty funny. Seth, uh, uh, not Seth MacFarlane, Seth Green, sorry, who voices on Family Guy, uh, <laughs> which is confusing, but um, Seth Green works on Robot Chicken, and they do quite a few takeoffs on all kinds of properties on there if you guys have never seen it but star trek comes up quite often uh, other ones like uh, star wars and other things but here is a little bit of a robot chicken star trek style or star trek style robot chicken the only logical way what the hell is that did you just try the vulcan nerve pinch on me no oh my eye Oh, snap. It looks like we got some sort of diner party situation up in here. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a a cannibal. cannibal. Yes, we we know. know. We We know. know. Am I really that predictable? Chain of command, people. So I guess we start by eating... Let's see. Oh, hell no. You know what? All y'all. It is your duty. (laughs) Screw that. On behalf of all the red shirts that fell before me, it makes me very, very proud to speak the following sentence. I'm the only one that brought a gun. Uh, oh. (laughs) That's good ham. Yeah, so there you go. There's some robot chicken uh, Star Trek style. Uh, basically, they were trying. They they lost power on the ship, and they had to beam down to this planet. A red shirt, of course, goes, and you heard it. Uh, um, I'm going to wrap this up pretty quick, and then I'll play Vartok's uh, music segment here. Uh, but the I want to play the other the other you know thing I was going to do more of, but I kind of ran out of time. We're almost 55 minutes in anyway. Um, this is one of the my favorite scenes that they did in Robot Chicken, Star Wars style. With um, it's the Emperor uh, doing a phone call to Vader. Uh, it, it came out way back in uh, uh, I don't know. I think it was after uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think. But it's hilarious, and uh, it, it's it's basically again it's Palpatine and the Emperor talking to Vader on the phone in his office with some other guys there. So listen to this a couple minutes long. I'll be right back. And then uh, we'll get into um, play Vartok's music segment from lower decks and then wrap up the show. (laughs) So I threw the Senate at him. (laughs) The whole Senate. True story. Oh my God. That is so funny. You made it come out of my nose. (laughs) 
Go for Papa Palpatine. You have a collect call from... Darth Vader. Ugh, I, I gotta take this. Hold on. Vader, how's my favorite Sith? Whoa, 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 whoa. Just slow down. Huh? What do you mean they blew up the Death Star? Oh, well, who's they? What the hell is an aluminum falcon? Okay, okay, so, so who's left? Are you me? Well, where are you? Wait a sec, you've been flying around for two weeks trying to get a signal? Oh, you must smell like feet wrapped in leathery burnt bacon. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I thought my Dark Lord of the Sith could protect a small thermal exhaust port that's only two meters wide. That thing wasn't even fully paid off yet. Do you have, do you have any idea what this is going to do to my credit? Oh, hang on, I got another call. What? I'm very busy right now. Oh, oh, well, well, where are they going? Oh, all right, um, just get me a turkey club. Uh, coleslaw, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to eat it. What, what, what are you getting? Yeah, see, I, I always order the wrong thing. No, 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 I'll just stick with that. Okay, bye. Wait, what? Oh, uh, cherry coke. Thanks. Sorry about that. What? Oh, oh, just rebuild it? Oh, that, a real, real f***ing original. And who's gonna give me a loan, jackhole? You? You got an ATM on that torso light bright? Now get your seven-foot-two asthmatic ass back here, or I'm gonna tell everyone what a whiny bitch you were about Patamame or Panda Bear or whatever the hell her name is. Oh, jeez, he's crying. <laughs> hey, 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 come on, come on, don't do that. Just, just, uh, look, I, you know, I'm just dealing with a lot of crap right now. Death Star blown up by a bunch of teenagers, you know, I didn't mean to snap. I'll, I'll, I'll ju just get back here. Okay, okay, bye. I, yeah, I, I love you too. Yeah, that's uh, Emperor Palpatine. Go for Papa Palpatine. All right, so um, that should cover it. And yeah, so Lower Decks did a little bit of uh, other comedy stuff for you guys. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. Uh, there's there's a ton of little YouTube clips with Family Guy, uh, Robot Chicken, uh, with all kinds of stuff from Star Wars, Star Trek, and, and other properties. So check it out. Robot Chicken is 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 it can get pretty pretty crude at times but it they have some gems and some funny moments i think and it it's pretty good and it's still it's still going they're airing still episodes i don't know how many seasons they're at right now they've been around for a long time now but uh, all right um that is about it yeah let me play uh all right here's some vartok i'll come back right after vartok's uh music segment i think it's about seven minutes with music of lower decks i think he basically focuses on the opening credits sequence and the ending uh, credit uh, music. So uh, it's Jeff Russo again, uh, who did uh, music for other recent Trek shows, but I'm sure he's going to talk more about that. So I'll let him do that and I'll come back and wrap up today's podcast. So take it away, Vartok. Hello everyone, this is Bartok with another Trek and Sci-Fi Music Moment. One soundtrack and a few words. For today's moment, I'm going to talk about the theme music to the new Star Trek Lower Decks animated series. Star Trek Lower Decks is an American adult animated web television series developed for CBS All Access by Mike McMahon of Rick and Morty fame. Episode 1 was just released by CBS All Access on August 6, 2020. It is part of the expansion of the Star Trek franchise headed by executive producer Alex Kurtzman, and it is the first new Star Trek animation since the 1973-74 series called Star Trek The Animated Series. Let's see, that was 46 years ago. The series is named after the Season 7, Episode 15, Star Trek The Next Generation episode titled Lower Decks, which McMahon said was his favorite episode of any Star Trek series. The series follows the support crew of the USS Cerritos on one of Starfleet's least important ships 
in the year 2380. Well, enough of that. I am sure Rico will be covering this new Star Trek series in much greater detail in the near future. The composer for all ten episodes of Season 1 for Lower Decks is Chris Westlake, a relatively new name to the composing world, and active for the IMDb since 2001. In January 2020, Star Trek Discovery composer Jeffrey Russo expressed interest in also composing the score for Lower Decks, but said that it may not be possible due to his workload and the large number of Star Trek series being produced at the same time. He suggested that he could oversee some other composers for Lower Decks and the other Star Trek series if Hertzman asked him to do so. In July, Chris Westlake was revealed to be the composer for the series after previously working with McMahon on the 2020 TV series Solar Opposite. Chris Westlake is an American composer of electronic and orchestral music. In his own words, his early life was fed by a love of all things strummed. He notes, This tendency was encouraged by his Cuban mother, an American father, who is a guitarist in his own right, having opened for the Beach Boys, and Dick Dale and the Deltones. Chris spent his teenage years studying classical and flamenco guitar with Celino Romero and Sharon Isbin, head of the guitar department at Juilliard. Soon after completing his studies at USC's Thornton School of Music, Chris composed his first feature-length film score for The Beat, a drama that went on to premiere at the 2003 Sundance Film Festival. For his first ten years, Chris worked primarily on providing music for video shorts and just a few films. Starting in 2010, his career started to ramp up when he began to provide music compositions, mostly for TV series and movies. Of the 46 entries in the IMDb database, I have to admit I'm only vaguely familiar with its efforts for the J.J. Abrams TV series Castle Rock, for which he composed music for 18 of the 24 episodes for the 2018-2019 seasons. He has also been involved in providing support and trailer music for a number of recent Star Wars films. For this music moment, I have chosen to play back-to-back -back the Lower Decks intro theme and then the end credits theme. The intro theme starts out with single notes, reminiscent of Sandy Courage's STO theme. Both themes, in my opinion, are welcome additions to the Star Trek universe. Let's see what you think. Currently, only two of Chris's works are available at iTunes, his score to the film Transit and music to Solar Opposites, 
his prior collaboration with Mike McMahon. I'm pretty sure we'll hear more about Chris Westlake in the future. Well, I hope you enjoyed this music and sci-fi music moment. And now back to you, Rico. All right. Thanks so much for that, Vartek. Very cool. Thanks for uh, covering the music of Lower Decks. Shoke just came out, so that's pretty timely. Appreciate that very much. All right. So let's wrap up the show today. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, you can always uh, donate and uh, support the show over at patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi and speaking of that next weekend i am going to do a special another patreon skype cast uh, with the patreon folks uh probably be recording probably saturday might do it sunday haven't really decided yet but i'm going to put a post up on the patreon site patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi so those who support the show that way you know a dollar or two a month whatever you feel like um that really helps a lot to uh, to support hosting fees and equipment and, and, and things related to doing this show each week. Uh, again, thanks so much for everybody that's been doing that for years. Uh, not quite sure what we'll talk about next week. Might just kind of do a grab bag thing of what have you guys been doing over the last couple of months? What have you been watching? Any any movies or TV re, you know suggestions for people? Um, talk about that and, uh, and other things. Uh, I'm probably going to talk a, a little bit about Lower Decks 2 next week, I would think, with them, if they've seen it, what they think, um, and other th- other stuff. So uh, that'll be next week on the show. Again, towards the end of this month, I think we're about three weeks out. Um, we'll be doing a, I'll be doing a special live uh, anniversary show, 15th anniversary. Started the podcast back in 2005. So 15th anniversary show coming up at the end of August. That'll be the 23rd or the 30th? Let's see. What's three weeks away now? One, two. I guess it'll be the 30th. Yeah. So, um, all right. That is it for this week, folks. Again, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Wear your masks and be safe. And we'll talk again soon. Take care. May the force be with you. Live long and prosper. And go watch some some cool TV on all the 800 streaming services we have now. Now I want to sign up for QB. Because they have this Kiefer Sutherland show on, who looks, it looks kind of like he was a little bit on the show 24, which I was a big fan of. So, uh, another streaming service. All right, everyone, take it easy, and we'll talk again. Bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.